right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 101 of the Whatever Show. What? That's Whatever right. 101? Whatever 101. Speaking of that, if you want to follow along with the show notes, you can go to whatever.co slash 101. Um, all the delightful things we're going to talk about this night and some of the not so delightful ones as well can be found there. Um, you can also follow along with the bands if you want to go to at whatever show on Twitter. Yeah. Facebook.com slash whatever show. And, uh, you know, of course, email to questions at whatever.co. Oh, man, we have a fucking show tonight. Um, we skipped recording last week. Uh, you know, life is a thing that happens on occasion. Eddie's wife's cat died. Yep. That's, or in this case, opposite of life happens on occasion, too. Yeah. Um, so so we, we skipped recording last week uh, so I could take hey, care of my wife. And uh, Honestly, I think you missed more time because of the cat than you did when your mother-in-law died. I'm just saying. Oh, no, I don't I think mean, that's, that's absolutely not true was like at all. like legit almost a month, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, you were gone for like three, three and a half weeks, something like that. But, yeah. Um, mostly, i just like to make fun of you for having to miss show, <laughs> the show because your wife's cat died. Yeah. Which, which um, has been actively dying for several months, so it's not like this was a surprise either. No, it wasn't. Um, the timing could have been better. Like, if, if it would have died sure. on Sunday, we would have still done the show, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, that sucks. We're horrible. I are mean, horrible? I don't know. The cat cats. people are out there like, well, fuck this show. I'm not a cat person. Nah. I mean, there's like a million of them outside if you want another one. Just I'm, open your door. I'm a dog person too, so. Yeah. yeah. I like that cat though. That was like one of the first things we got together was that cat, which that doesn't make any sense. We were like, what do we get as a couple who isn't even moved down around yet? I don't know. A fucking cat, I guess. Oh, that's really been there since you guys lived with them? Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Um, that means that this is not like... When I helped you guys move, that was not the first time I've met that cat. Nope. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a lot to talk about tonight. We've got some big news in the DC section. We've got some Deathstroke film rumors. Uh, not even a rumor anymore, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, Shazam uh, news. Yeah. We, 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 we are going to talk about Reeve Superman. I threw in a throwaway link there, but we got some follow-up on that. Shazam. Shazam's good. Um, Logan. Uh, we're going to talk about Logan a little bit and how Daphne Keene's going to play into the X universe coming up. Um, lots, lots of Star, of Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. Lots of it. Lots of Star Trek. And, and of course... And we'll throw, throw some Orville in there with it. Yeah, because it counts. It does. In, in my mind, it fully counts. Um, I know you guys have all been clamoring for a Dora the Explorer live-action movie. And what, what, better, what better way to bring that into fruition than Michael Bay himself? Yeah. I just kind of... I didn't bear the lead on that one because nope. why bother? This one, near and dear to my heart, we talked about this before. Um, King Killer Chronicles got ordered to series, one of my favorite book series. We're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight, or at least I will. Well, Matt zones out. That's that's Lynn Manuel Miranda, like Hamilton, like Hamilton that guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big get for the series, um, especially because there's a huge musical aspect to it. So um, I'm super excited about that because by all by all uh, measures, right now it's looking like it could be a really good project. And quite honestly. Um, Probably nobody more deserving uh, to, to grab a project like that either. Yeah. So. I am... I can't believe I'm saying this, but... It, well, I, I, just that we're talking about it, but I'm so excited to be talking about it. Quantum fucking leap. We're talking about quantum leap tonight. That's awesome. A couple different, a couple different we, articles. Yeah, we have, we have multiple... We almost need a quantum leap section, is how good it is tonight. Uh, and we've got some uh, shake-up news in WWE we want to talk about, too. So, um, big show, big show. Two weeks' worth of show coming at you in just one week. We're doubling it up. Uh, like, we're, we're all about quantity. No quality here, just quantity. Yep. We are basically going to treat this show like a pair of Chinese finger cuffs. We're going to come out of from Which, both ends. as it turns out, if you're a rich white male in Hollywood, you probably have been treating the whole world like that. So, Jesus. Sure. 
All right, so that's a good segue as any. Let's get started. Well, let's before we. So normally we start you out with some depressing news about our government. This week we're gonna bring it up a little bit and then bring it down. Um, we actually just got back from uh, Bailey's house, who's not with us tonight, unfortunately. Nope, he couldn't make it. He's got to work in the morning. He does. Um, also, he doesn't have a car. And we would have encouraged him to slack off in his duties as an American and as a worker and just go ahead and call in sick. But he works with your wife, and she'll cut his nuts off. So Yeah, that's that's not wrong. Um, but we just got, blah, 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 blah. we got back from his house just recently. Um, we just finished watching UFC 217. Um, Eddie's first official four-way into the UFC. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? Dude, this was a hell of a pay-per-view, actually. Um, so, you know, just some rough thoughts. So, number one, um, I've only really seen UFC in clips, and, and it's like I know that there's a skill level involved in the aspects of it uh, um, that everybody knows and likes about it. You know, like I'm tertiary, uh, tertiary, tertiarily, God, that's too big of a word for this many beers. Tangentially? Uh, whatever, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with it. Like, I get it. On, on paper, I get it. Um, but this is the first time I've actually really sat down and watched UFC proper, and just that the fights are cool. Like, there, there's an aspect to the fighting that you just don't get if you've, you've really only, your, your primary exposure to the thing is, you know, through animated gifts of, you know, winning... Uh, moves and shit like that um so that was pretty cool second i kind of mentioned this on the way out the door when we were talking tonight um it's funny because i watched the wwe like most people i watch the wwe not necessarily pure for purely for the athleticism don't get me wrong there, there's a lot of athleticism in the wwe that's very cool but uh, a lot of the reason why a lot of us watch it is just pure story um and there's an aspect of that present in the ufc that i was not expecting um and and it's not you know it's not like a kayfabe story like they don't have clearly set up storylines um one one match kind of did have a little bit of history and there was kind of a little bit of a storyline there which again not kayfabe just that that's how life works out sometimes and then one also you know with the return of uh, uh george st pierre is that right mm-hmm. gsp, GSP. Um, with the return of george st pierre coming back after four years and then moving up a weight class um we had kind of an interesting story there too i thought which made the matchup even better um and just sort of framed that match uh delightfully um and that match was fucking cool like that was the other thing i kind of half expected is that we were going to watch a match that was going to be over in two minutes and was going to be you know as as exciting as those explosive matches are it can kind of be boring too i think so i was a little afraid going into this that we'd either watch a match that was going to be two minutes long and be over in a flash um especially because gsp like I, I know nothing in the build, you know, by the time we were getting ready to watch the match, the build to GSP's return was already a big fucking deal. Um, and the, you know, the only other thing I was worried about is, uh, or it's going to go, you know, I don't know, fucking 25 rounds or something. Uh, I don't know how long UFC fights go. Sorry, guys. Uh, but it was going to go 25 <laughs> rounds and be boring as shit. And then it was ultimately going to be scored in a way that like, when I say boring as shit, I mean, if you're really into the sport, you probably would totally enjoy that. And it would probably be totally awesome. Um, but I'm not, and I don't know enough of the details to be like, Oh yeah, he scored a pinfall or whatever. Well, it could I'd be wrong, but I get, think but main like, events are five rounds. Yeah, like I just I, I'm not into the details enough to get the technical side of it. So if it wasn't going to go out by knockout, tap out, or something like that, I, I probably wasn't going to get it. Um, and this match, this match did that. I mean, it was uh, we, we we I think made it to the middle of the third round. 
Um, but and man, it was a it was a fucking roller coaster because <clears throat> you got GSP coming back. He's wrestling up a weight class. Um, you you know even I who don't really watch fights immediately get that it, uh, his fighting style had to be a little bit different because he's not used to carrying that weight. So he kind of got winded in the second round. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, I was like, man, I don't, you know, like I don't have anything on the table here. But I kind of think GSP might lose, and I didn't really want to say anything because. Um, well, number one, I ended up being wrong. Um, but because <laughs> like the feeling, like the crowd is going nuts for this guy. The feeling from both, I got from both of you guys was like, this is a big fucking deal and he's, he's awesome and we're excited to see him back. So I kind of thought, you know, like he's been gone for a, a long time. He's going to lose. You know, that's just what happens when you take this much time off and just kind of like Rousey, Rousey left for a little bit, came back, got her shit beat, uh, did, left for a little bit longer, came back, got the shit beat out of her again. And I was just like, I don't think this is a sport where you take time off. Um, Rousey didn't really take time off before she got beat the first time. She, just it there was a while between fights but that's because it takes a long time to train between each fight so oh yeah good point. she didn't really take time off she just got her bell rung lost and then came back got her bell rung again and then we haven't seen her since so yeah so i mean i just i just you know and I, what little i know about it i was just like i don't think this is a sport you really take time off of, uh, from and come back stronger um and it turns out this match they did so that was another aspect of the thing which was like i kind of felt like going in even though gsp was clearly the fan favorite like to me the feeling was a little bit like he's the underdog um especially because in in the first round and a half like it was very nearly no that was the that was the fucking what's his face match Corey garbrandt and uh um uh, uh tj dillashaw yeah i was gonna say that that match that was a very close ending in the first round he's so fucking lucky uh dillashaw yeah. is so lucky that 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 uh the, the the bell rung when it did otherwise that that probably his bell have... was getting rung anyway yeah i i think uh somebody said during the one of the commentators said you know 20 at the end of the match you know 20 more seconds into that round and uh that that probably would have been it like and and uh it would have ended a um uh, completely different way. So anyway, overall thoughts were, uh, pretty cool. Like I really liked it. I think it, it is a, you know, um, a casual wrestling fan. Um, if you're into that kind of thing, you'll probably like UFC. It's, it's definitely its own thing. It's definitely a different thing. Um, but it was cool, you know, and I'm not really a sports guy either too. And, and it's quite a bit different you know, like it's not a, it's not an NBA NFL, you know, sort of replacement. It's its own thing. Um, but it was cool. So yeah. and the other the other kind of funny thing was though too I, I was kind of like am I watching modern modern day gladiators not like the TV show but like like uh you know Athens sort of gladiators like we're we're cheering on these guys killing each other I mean there were some uh, people and, that and were very that. openly Christian yeah uh, that were fighting but none of them actually got fed to lions mm. so good point I mean, there's good that point. uh yeah no this was this was fun for me because I've been a GSP fan for a long time um and then you retired. And yeah. then, you know, it's four years later, not only is he coming back, um, but he's fighting a middleweight champion. Like he's fighting up a weight class from, from where he was. Uh, and, um, turns out he's good. Yeah. Yeah. He was a badass. Like I was super impressed. Um, uh, and it was even stronger cause you know, like, uh, um, just having, having watched the, the sort of ups and downs of that fight were just made it, you know, even, even more exciting when the finish came out. So anyway, Let's, uh, let's, should we, we get into the depressing stuff for a bit? I mean, it sounds like Luna already has, but. Yeah, she's sad. Uh, she's like, they're going to do it. They're going to talk about the, they're going to talk about the cock holster. Um, thank you again, Colbert, uh, yeah. for, for the, the lovely title of this segment we call Putin's cock holster. Um, um, so this first thing isn't really, uh, I mean, major news, but I, I, I did think it was funny. So, um, they're getting Dixie chicked. Yeah, so the the Young Turks, uh, which is a relatively progressive news organization, they tried to have some beer koozies made. 
uh, and uh, their their printer, which uh, apparently they they didn't even realize was owned by Bic. Um, mm. originally their printer, uh, sent back two of the designs and said, yeah, we, we can't do these because they're disrespectful to the president. Uh, one of them was a take on the Richie Rich, uh, character with Donald <laughs> Trump called Bitchy Rich. That's so accurate. It hurts. The other one had the White House and then a silhouette of a dinosaur with a Trump head on it, um, that said Jurassic prick. <laughs> they need to make these. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they probably will. I'm sure they'll find somebody else that can print some beer koozies for them and whatnot. They, 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 but... Yeah, they must have, like, drawn the short straw this time, and they found the one fucking place that won't print them. Yeah, uh, like, ser- like, Bic, come on, guys. Like, you sell lighters. Yeah. You know, like, n- n- now let's get all up in our morals. Yeah, uh, like, you're not proud. Yeah, come on. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It, it's funny to g- g- see people get all butthurt about like we can't disrespect the president, a- and and then you go back and read his Twitter stream from like 2008 to 2016, where he now? just repeatedly disrespects the president. You know, yeah. like like give me a fucking break. Uh, it's funny. It's funny what things are sacred now, uh, even though their guy's been doing it, and and their whole team has been doing it for this whole whole time. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of teams, though, guess who got taken down this week? This is a fun one. This is this. I woke up Monday morning and it was like Christmas fucking morning for me. Like, I, I don't think I've been this happy to read the news in so very long. It's it's been a minute. It has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Manafort, um, our friend, uh, Paul Manafort got indicted this week. Mueller uh, um, rung some bells himself this week, uh, indicting Paul Manafort for, amongst other things, uh, not treason. What did he say? Crimes against the USA? Something like that. Yeah, collusion for sure. Yeah, collusion was in there. Lots of things. Uh, lying to fe- federal investigators. Uh, there was something like seven counts, I think, altogether. Um, as well as fucking Rick Gates. Rick Gates was indicted as well. Mm-hmm. And the big news, this is like, okay, so there's a whole thing in here that's so, so, uh, uh genius about this thing that, um, Watching Fox News and the conservative outlets this week spin this as like, oh, it's no big deal. He left the campaign and we don't, you know, we can't worry about that. And and, and he was barely oh, a- associated. Um, Papadopoulos, it was revealed that uh, another campaign staffer was already indicted and has already basically started turning and singing like a canary mm-hmm. uh, um, for like six months ago. I think that was in July. Yeah. Uh, not well, which not we quite six. Which we didn't really know until we until didn't really know. And so like this is where it's like. I finally had a tiny little bit of hope about this because um, this whole time I've been saying like, you know, Trump's been a shady motherfucker for like years. There's a lot of things we know that he's probably on the wrong side of that are probably illegal. Uh, um, but he's not been able to get pinned for anything. And like, I've not gotten my hopes up so far, but like the, anything is actually going to stick. But this one, I kind of did because what, what it shows is Mueller ha- ha- uh, was able to turn Papadopoulos, which was enough to get Manafort's and Gates. And I think that there's a lot that, uh, Mueller definitely believes that Manafort and Gates are probably Manafort, especially is probably the ticket to the bigger fish. This, so this I don't is, think this is the last indictment we see for sure. This um, is complete conjecture on my part uh, because they're they're and like I haven't seen the documentation or the money trail yet. But I have a feeling if you follow the money trail, um, at the very least, you're going to find Trump helping uh, Russia launder money. Yeah, 
like it's gonna, like a I think, motherfucker. I think we're gonna see something. Like I, I just don't think there's no way I think Trump walks away from this clean. If nothing else, his reputation, which what fucking reputation, is already hugely damaged. When he's like, we're gonna hire the best people. We're gonna get the best people. You know, this guy who's uh, practically committing treason against the United States and his cronies, and you know, like all of these things that like. Every time Trump says something, you should just basically accept, expect the opposite to happen because that's what happens every single time. Uh, that and Trump has to be the king of projection. Like, um, you know, everybody's heard the story about the spouse who's super jealous and won't let, or, you know, has to read the other spouse's phone and go through all their shit and, you know, wants to know the exact moment they're going to leave work and the exact moment they're going to be home uh, because they're afraid they're going to get cheated on. And those are usually the people that are cheating on them, um, you know, just and Trump's like that to the nth degree. Anytime Trump tweets about anything where he's bitching, you can just assume he's doing it. And we saw that like the most, you know, the, the biggest obvious example is golfing. He He's bitched about Obama golfing for the last six years. And then he spent every fucking weekend he's been <laughs> in office. We golfing. the people have paid for him to golf far more than we ever paid for Obama to golf. So and he's not even been in office for a year yet. I hope he doesn't make it the full year. Uh, Honestly, it's, we're, we're, it's getting it's getting tight to me. Like, um, I, I think you know. I guess if we go towards inauguration, we got another two three months to see what what comes of the Mueller thing. Or if I, I really think there's starting to be a little shift in the tide. Um, granted, uh, like with Flake and Corker and McCain openly and outspokenly against Trump and all of the you know just sort of. Um, completely egregious and and just shameful behaviors he's displayed as president so far. I like cancer, John McCain. So do I. I like he's, retiring. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. There's nothing that you can do to me. The cancer isn't going to do anyway. See, this so. is what disgusts me it's, about this, though, is that like the the it's it's basically Republicans that have no fear of reelection. Uh, um, like since Corker uh, has decided not to run again. No, not Corker. Fucking Jeff Flake. Jeff Flake. Yeah. Since Jeff Flake has decided not to run, all of a sudden he grows spine. Same thing. Uh, McCain has cancer. Knows he's not going to be. You know, probably he's not running another term. I would assume. Uh, he grows a spine, uh, and starts, you know, talking the way that, that the, everybody should have been talking about this from the beginning. Like, th- that's the other thing that, um, just drives me off the wall. They didn't have to run Trump as their candidate. Like, th- they could no, have done. They, they yeah. absolutely chose it. And yeah. it's, it's, this is on them at this point. Um, it, it's funny too, because now, um, the person seeing the most backlash, uh, from Trump on this is his own son-in-law, uh, oh, Mr. Jared Kushner, uh, who is, uh, I think, firmly under the bus at this point. I think he is. I think it, Trump might actually have had, he's probably having his caddy drive, but he's it, probably like yelling furiously from, from, uh, uh, the seat to, you know, back up and run him over a couple it, more times. It's, it's pretty hilarious. Um, Trump, Trump basically is going out and saying that, uh, it, a lot of this is happening because he got some really bad advice, uh, you know, from his top advisor. Uh, you know, here's the thing. And then that standing behind him I, is Jared can, Kushner wearing his top advisor pen. Jared Kushner is an absolute fucking idiot, right? The guy, like, basically has moron written across his forehead. However, if all this stuff is happening because of advice that Kushner gave him, I can only assume that the advice that Kushner gave him was actually good advice and Trump did the complete opposite because we understand from just having watched the man for the last several years that Trump does not take advice. See, but here's the thing. Jared Kushner is so unqualified in this position, so unqualified to do anything. He fucking he's a real estate tycoon that can't fucking Who's make not a building a good on real estate Fifth tycoon. Avenue yeah. work. 
He can't make a building on Fifth fucking Avenue work. If you cannot make real estate on Fifth fucking Avenue work, you're an idiot. Anyway, so the thing is, Jared Kushner, who has no government experience, knows nothing about half of the shit that he's supposedly supposed to be advising about, Donald Trump turned to him. Like, it's the equivalent of me, like, turning to my four-year-old and asking him for financial advice. Like... Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's so ludicrous beyond reason. So when Donald Trump's like, can you believe this fucking guy? He didn't know, he didn't know anything. He didn't know anything. Well, yeah, that, that, that's, he never knew anything to begin with. It's not like he had a resume, you know, this long credentialed history of advising former presidents and high level exe- uh, officials in the government. He had nothing. And this you is, turn to him and, and put all your chips on that, that, you know, this is how, this is how I, I feel like things went, uh, during the campaign. Um, Ivanka speaks very highly of you. Uh, I have, should we collude with the Russians? Uh, I don't know, Pops. Aren't the Russians the bad guys? Good idea. Good idea. We're going to collude with the Russians. Yeah. Sounds great. Collude with the Russians. I like it. That's a great idea. I'm so glad I thought of it. Yeah. All, all right, Pops. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I That's my Kushner. I don't know. I don't, I've never actually heard the guy speak, so. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, you know, little, little ray of sunshine this week in, in the Trump world, which I'm, I'm excited about. Um, I just hope it, it, that eventually Tr- Mueller does find the reset button so we can get back to the right timeline because this is the fuck timeline. I don't like this timeline at all. Like clearly somewhere in, in, in November, you know, um, well, probably more like July last year, we, we, we skewed off like in Back to the Future I, when I the think doc, what happened you know, is, is you got into a time machine and you stepped out and crushed a bug. And then all of a sudden, now this is what happened. I think that's probably got to be the case. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I don't remember being in a DeLorean, but I think I left the spots, the, the almanac somewhere. And clearly that's fallen into the wrong hands because I feel like I, I did literally. You give, did you give Donald Trump a sports almanac? Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I fell into Biff Tannen's Hill Valley. Like, that's that's the only real explanation I think that I can come up with for any of the last year. So, yeah. Yeah. All Unreal. Right. On to brighter news. Let's talk DC because this is actually, we got some cool DC stuff this week, I think. Um, we do. we do. So there is a Deathstroke film in the works starring Joe Manginello. Um, so Joey Mange, you know him as the fucking werewolf dude from True Blood and Huge that cock. other guy from Magic Mike uh, that's not Channing Tatum. Um, I think. I don't know that there's anything he's been in. Uh, that's the only two that I can think of. And I've only seen one of them. Yeah. Um, I didn't I watch Magic Mike. Neither did I. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, there, there is that going down. Um, so this is interesting to me too because this is another odd sort of DCism. Like originally, the plan was uh, he was going to be or the, the, rumor, the rumored the foil plan. to to Batfleck. Yeah, in so the Batman. It's both interesting to me that they decided to scrap uh um Joe Manganiello for the Batman. Or maybe we'll see a cameo of some sort. Like, it wouldn't surprise me we get a little introduction to Deathstroke and then it uh, goes off into its own movie, you know, a la uh, Spider-Man and Civil War. Um, Sure. But it's interesting to me that they have that much confidence to do a Deathstroke movie already. And I can't help but think that a little... Here's the thing about DC, though. DC, um, Warner Brothers, they're kind of like the Donald Trump of the comic book movie world where they don't necessarily have to have confidence. They're just going to do it. I guess it, you just, they're just going to grab him right by the death stroke. Hence suicide squad. Like, when, just, when, yeah, they're like, well, nobody knows who any of these people are, but here you go. When they're famous, they let, they just let you do they it. They just let you do it. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and that might be the case here. And Although I think, it, it, it turns out, uh, that might not be working that well for Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> 
uh, no. We're going to come to that, I think. Or or, or it, several other people in Hollywood at this yeah, point. Yeah, we're going to get that one, too. Yeah, we will. Um, so the 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 thing that's interesting here, or one, one thing that I wanted to bring up very briefly is that although I won't credit this fully, I do think that um, they've got a lot to thank for the Arrowverse in uh, Manu Bennett. Um, in getting sure. a Deathstroke movie made because I think that he's probably, uh, that, that is one of the best things that's happened to the Deathstroke character in the last, you know, five, ten years. I, I enjoyed the Arrow, um, version of Deathstroke much more than I enjoyed the, um, slap together season 10 Smallville version of Deathstroke. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll give a little bit of credit to the Arkham games too. Uh, um, cause sure. Deathstroke did it appear briefly in there, but definitely, you know, the, the biggest arc I think I've seen Deathstroke specific, especially in anything live action has been, um, in, in Arrow. And I think that's probably got enough fans that that's gotten, that's enough to get enough interest, um, that you can make this thing and you know that some diehards at least will show up. Um, so, um, and you know, don't get me wrong. The, the diehards aren't really. I think they're planning on Arrow, enough but... people being uh, confused and thinking that this is uh, another Deadpool movie to show up that that they will. I think they they might be. They're like dead, death, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we'll rate it R, and it'll it'll be fine. We'll make a ton of money. Yeah. I have to assume that's the case. Um, so so much I... money. Okay. I'm excited because I think uh, Joe Manganiello is uh, uh, he's definitely got the right look for Deathstroke, and I think the Deathstroke can be an interesting character if they know sure. what to do with him. I think that he can be a super interesting character. My hope, simply though, is that they know what to do with him because DC has been very hit or miss. Uh, um, well, really, just miss uh, it, with with exception of Wonder Woman. So um, I don't know. I, I you know wait with bated breath because DC is still my jam. Still really want to see him succeed, but I have no faith in that they're going to. Uh, Deathstroke has been uh, a relatively positive part of, of several comic books uh, that I've been reading. Uh, Teen Titans, uh, or Titans specifically, to be uh, on one of them. Or both, actually. I think it was a big crossover between all of them. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, he just had um, a two-issue arc, and I can't remember if it was Soups or if it was Action. I think it was Soups. I think it was uh, the Superman book. Um, he was in uh, a two-story arc, with, and that was that was pretty good as well. Um, let's do some Shazam news real quick and then, and then we'll talk some Christopher Reeve for a little bit. Yeah. Shazam. Shazam. Um, Shazam, Shazam. So yeah, we have, uh, they've cast, uh, Fenrir as Shazam. It's weird. Fenrir. That's the right one, right? Um, Zachary Levi. Yeah. He's, he's in Thor. Is he? Oh yeah, he is. He is. He is. I, of course, I, of course, immediately thought of him as, um, um, fucking, uh, Chuck. So yeah, he is Chuck too. Yeah, he's definitely sure. Chuck. That's the one I I can think of. And and then um, if I were gonna come up with a second, it wouldn't be Thor. It'd be Tangled. He's he's the the love interest in Tangled, which oh. is a good movie, good Disney movie there. Yeah, as Disney movies go, uh, Tangled. Yeah, there it's up there. It's it's kind of in my my pantheon of of Disney movies. Uh, I'm big fan, big fan of that one. And Brave, I like Brave a lot too. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of a weird one because I don't know how Zachary Levi fits for this. We're not talking about Disney anymore. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't want to. I, I forgot to not interrupt the Disney section of the show, which I guess I, quite a large section of it is with both Marvel and Star Wars uh, well, being under the I Disney mean, banner. I mean, yeah, um, I was going full on Disney Princess though. Yeah, so Disney Princess is. Um, I gotta give it up for Mulan. I like Mulan. She got the never, catchiest songs. I was never a big Mulan fan. See. I, I, 
I, I was a little bit because when Mulan came out, it was around the time that I was living with my aunt and we, our, uh, her niece, my, my cousin was over all the time. And so we watched that movie like about 300 times. And so consequentially, if, if you wanted right now, I could probably sing you most of the movie. Um, Hercules was that way too. It has some really catchy music in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good, good flick. Good, good set of films. So Tarzan, Tarzan. I, I do had, like, had I do like me some Mulan. Um, I, I think Phil I Collins, know, Disney princesses as they go. Um, you know, I don't know. It's tough. I'm a little bit of a contemporary. I kind of like, kind of like Anna and Elsa. Pretty cool. Um, not, not super enjoys Frozen. I don't hate it. Like, uh, it's not eh. one of those things that I'm like, oh, turn that shit off. So, yeah. you know, can't watch this again. Uh, and, and then I of can't course, can't believe how gullible fucking Anna is though. Just, I'm no, like, she's, no, she's there's, there's no way that guy loves her. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is a this choice movie a bit gauche uh, because she's more of a general to me now. But um, of course, Princess Leia is is officially under the Disney banner, so it counts. I mean, I think they said that in order to be a Disney princess, you have to be animated, but I don't think that's I don't think I recognize that rule. Yeah, judges. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. Yeah, judges, judges say it saying counts. no. It counts. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> um we're, we're the judges. Yeah. Yeah, I just looked intensely at, at my reflection in the window. Um, so anyway, uh, DC's Shazam. This is a weird fucking tangent. DC's Shazam is going to star Zachary Levi. And so again, I don't know how I feel about this because um, I just don't get how that fits. Billy Batson is is a kid, and Shazam is fucking gigantic. So um, yeah, we'll see. Do you think he's going to play like Shazam? I mean, obviously, I think they still got to go with a kid for Billy Batson. Are they going to play like a really grown up fucking? You know, Chuck's a kid, even though he's like 35. Maybe it'll have a deep voice like Oliver Queen's kid in Arrow. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, he's like, look, man, I'm 12. Except for he's like got a you know full beard and, and uh, um, you know, walks with a cane on occasion. Like, um, I'm pretty sure that kid has a deeper voice than Zachary Levi does. So who knows? Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so anyway, uh, this is a weird one. I, I look forward to seeing how this shakes out, because um, while I am a fan, I, I, like, I like Zachary Levi. Um it's a weird casting to me. Like, yeah. you know, uh, you know, especially when you compare him to, um, the rocks, black Adam. Um, yeah, that's the thing that, that, that was immediately like a friend of mine actually tagged me in, in Facebook and in, in an article when that first broke. And he was like, what do you think? And I was like, I think the rock's going to kick his ass. Like that's, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, even if Chuck does have the intersect, um, um, it's, it's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's talk about some Chris Reeves. Yeah, Chris shall Reeve. We? Chris Reeve. Um, I fucked that up every time too. You did. Uh, did I? You put... even fucked it up in print. God damn it! I put Reeves's. Reeves's. Christopher Reeve. And we have this discussion every time on the podcast too. George was Reeves. George was. Um, I think my just fat fingered that one. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm gonna pretend. Um, so anyway, I threw you this in there because it. it organically came up. Chris Reeves. Um. No. Oh, yeah. The... Well, yeah, you did. No, you're good. We did. We did. Just a little lag. Okay. Anyway, um, so this comes up every now and then uh, on Reddit. I've seen this link posted all over the internet a couple of different times, and um, it kind of highlights. I think um, so. People always talk about the the biggest weakness is that Superman's disguise is a fucking pair of glasses. And so I'm sitting across the table from a gentleman wearing glasses right now. And if he takes those glasses off, I'm probably not going to be like, "Whoa, where the fuck did Matt go?" Um, um, wow. Who this? Who this? I could maybe guy? take the hair down. Yeah. Uh, that, take the glasses that, off and trim up the beard a little bit and chew gum, and it might, might be like a fat Dave girl, but 
that that may confuse me for a minute I, like i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be honest that might confuse me for a bit but uh superman not really something that people really are like oh yeah i don't get it especially you know like cavill superman same thing um henry cavill superman uh uh he just looks huge. He just looks like fucking Superman the whole time. And he puts on glasses and he looks like Superman. Uh, Chris Reed uh, did this better than anybody else I can think of on screen. Um, same thing, you know, Smallville, Clark, etc. He, he um, changed his voice. That was a big piece of it. Like, they, I mean, he just, everything he did, like, it's like he was playing two different characters. Because he, he, he literally was. He was playing two different characters. Also, so like his glasses perfect. were a lot bigger back then, too. Yeah, so, I mean, he had the glasses, um, but he just managed to play, like, he he legitimately was playing a different character, whereas I don't get that feeling when I see Cavill Superman. Um, I didn't get that feeling really with Tom. I don't think Cavill's even supposed to. You know no, what I mean? Like, not. it really, just straight it, up. It, it just doesn't seem like, he looks like if Perry White makes him write another sports article, he's literally going to tear his head off. Like, I, I half expect him to just rip a desk in half, and he's going to be like, oops, silly me, you know, like, and pretend, like, it must be that farmer strength or whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I don't see that from other incarnations. And I think it's something that really, really lends to the mythos of Superman. Um, because when it comes down to it, the disguise is stupid. Uh, and so I think Chris Reeve is the only one that's a- ever actually pulled it off in any meaningful way whatsoever. Um, that, that I can remember, you know, Dean Kane, even, I don't think, uh, by the way, that guy's a douche. Have you followed any of his stuff lately? <laughs> no, but he's a douche. Uh, it's unfortunate. It doesn't surprise me. He's also tiny. Yeah. Anyway, he doesn't, he didn't really portray the character that way. Um, but anyway, go watch the link. It's a short YouTube clip, but you just see like he, um, when he's playing, he, 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 this scene is basically like him, uh, being Clark and he sort of transforms into Superman and then back. And it's, it it is really kind of, I think a wonderful little uh, nuance that he gave to the character and that, um, uh, I guess I'd, I'd even say I want to kind of see imitated a little bit because um, it is a little bit missing. And at any given time, you're like, uh, when you look at Henry Cavill and he's the handsomest fucking guy in the room everywhere he goes and you put glasses on him and you're just supposed to be like, oh, I guess that guy's a nerd now. Brendan Routh um, is the one that it's, came it's closest, I think. Yeah. Routh- he actually he actually paid a, a lot of a lot of homage to uh, uh, the Chris Reeves yeah and i think that's the that, that's probably why Superman. he did because um and, and theoretically he was supposed to be the same character that yeah. was that was canon to the the well it was post superman 2 they skipped uh three and four which i i wholeheartedly like. agree with yeah <laughs> um the yeah dean kane um i actually almost ran into him at comic-con uh several years ago and i i mean not literally like i almost ran into him and he would have fallen down yeah like i would have knocked superman over is he dainty he's very short. Is he like pocket size Superman? He's very short. If you sit him next to your Funko, which one's taller? I mean him, but only by a head, maybe. You know, like I don't want to make fun of Dean Kane, but I do because the guy's a douche. He he's an asshole. Yeah. I mean, something popped up on my Twitter, and it turns out he's a moron. Like he's he's just dumb as a box of rocks. And uh, Stephen Baldwin dumb. Yeah. Well, not not even Stephen Baldwin dumb. There was a time when I also followed Jane. Uh, what's his fucking face? Who oh, was um, Adam Baldwin. Adam not Baldwin. not of the Baldwin Baldwin. Not a Baldwin, but, but a Baldwin. Um, I followed him for a bit, and yeah, I was he's like, he's a fucking cock knocker. Yeah, and I was like, oh man. Uh, this is hilarious. This guy's playing a, you know, he, he's, this is a funny tweet. You know, I followed him for like five minutes and I was like, oh, this is funny, man. He's, you know, it's good satire here. And then I kept following and I'm like, holy shit, this isn't satire. This guy's just a fucking idiot. He is unfortunately the high school bully that never got stood up to or beat up. So yeah, he just, just never changed. It's, it's really sad. Uh, don't meet your heroes, kids. Um, on the other side, I do follow Nathan Fillion and he's just a national treasure. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Not our nation, unfortunately, but well, <laughs> we claim him now, I think, so it counts. Maybe. Uh, let's talk a little bit more, uh, Chris Reef. I- I'm always up for it. Um, so, actually, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, well, let's let's take it back further than a couple weeks. February 1982. That, that is more than a couple weeks. You're right. Where were you? Uh, in utero, probably. <laughs> right on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even because I was born in late '83. So, uh, no, I was not a. I was not even a twinkle in the eye. You know. So in February of 1982, ABC decided that they were going to run uh, Superman uh, primetime. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, is it was a long movie. It is. It's like it. I think it's over two hours, and they didn't want to cut anything from it. Yikes! So what they did was they decided they were going to make it a two night feature. And they asked Warner Brothers, can you add footage to this? And they made it an even three-hour movie and then split it into uh, two two two-hour late-night movies. Nice. um, Hour and a half per night. That cut of the film has never been available until a couple of weeks ago. Um, And it actually has some some really good stuff in it, including some uh, good stuff with Brando. Yeah, Uh, Superman the movie, the special edition. Yeah. You might actually, this is finally a special edition you want to see. Yeah, um, a lot of people have talked about it for years, and it, and and the fact that it's just now coming available is actually honestly surprising to me, considering WB could have made money off of that a long time ago. It is a little bit, um, you know. I I think it's kind of funny because, um, as much as I feel like these guys will do anything, they'll step over their grandmother to make money. Um, yeah. you get more Smallville they, stuff. They do in a this surprisingly one. bad job of it. Yeah. So, um, so, I haven't actually seen the cut, uh, since 1982. Um, I probably will, uh, pick this up when I get a chance. Just haven't grabbed it yet. Were we like four then? In 82? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure you have a strong recollection of right. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Steel um, trap, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk to Marvel. We get, we got a little piece of news. This is kind of fun. Uh, Logan spinoff writer Craig Kyle confirms Daphne Keene will continue on as X23, uh, slash Laura Kenny in the future. I think that says it all. That, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. That's and I'm basically everything that. that I could have hoped for following Logan. So this is kind of cool because, um, Daphne Keene, of course, the actress who plays, uh, X23 in Logan, um, she's pretty young. So I don't know how long the production schedule is on this, but there must be doing like a teen, teenage have they Daphne started Keene. production on it yet? Well, I mean, let's just say three years, like fast, fast case, uh, or I guess they could do it in two if they really wanted to, but I'd say three years. Um, I think she was 13 or 14 when she was filming Logan. So she's going to be, you know, at, at most 18. A teenage Laura Kenny would be actually perfect. Yeah. I so. think, I think it, that'll fit pretty well. So I'm kind of excited too, because, you know, she was really cool in the movie and, uh, as much as um, I, I didn't like the finale, well, I, I loved it. It's bittersweet. I, I loved Logan. Um, as much as it's bittersweet, you know, about the finality with um, Hugh Jackman, which, let's face it, we've already established time travel's a thing, so not necessarily final unless, you know, it, it is. Um, as much as they established that, uh, I was hoping to see Laura Kenny and X23 uh, pop up again soon so um and you know especially with daphne keen in the role because she was so good in that movie too like i I don't think you know i'm sure we did when we discussed the movie gave her a lot of credit but she really deserves it i mean she she really kind of crushed that role especially because you know for the longest time it's been like oh man child actors jesus christ um and she's one of the few that i've been i i don't i didn't mind even a little bit you know so uh that's exciting 
Yeah. Um, I definitely wanted um, Laura Kinney, and we got her. And then after that, I was like, well, I need more of that. And uh, now it looks like we're going to get more. So I'm excited. Um, before we move on, mm-hmm. I need everybody that listens um, to tweet uh, Sir Eddie um, at Charles E. Smith. Sure. And say... Watch Stranger Things too. That'll be super helpful. Um, and then my wife will 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 probably you know tweet you back that if I do it without her, I will wake up probably holding my own organs. Um, I mean it's it's probably worth it. Yeah. If if you want to tell yeah. Matt what a good idea this is to piss off your wife, um, at the brutal one on Twitter, uh, B R E W. I mean I piss my wife off all the time, so it is true. It's something of an art form. Yeah. Um. You know, I'll find Ashley's Twitter and I'll throw that out there one one of these times. She too. doesn't Twitter. It's funny because does she like, not have a Twitter? She talks about Twitter like she's like the the quintessential mom from the nineties. Like like everything's a Nintendo mom. Like oh, I just I don't get the Twitters with your with your tweets and your twats and whatever. Uh, that sounds like a very Ashley thing to say. Yeah. Um, you can find her on Instagram though, Ash Ashhole. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> I love her Instagram handle. She should really lock that down on Twitter if it's still I, available. She uh, uh yeah, she goddamn sure should. Um, but yeah, um, I actually finished it up. Uh, you finished it? Fuck you. Stranger Things? Yeah. It, it's fucking nine episodes, bro. Oh, is it only really nine episodes? Yeah. Was it, was the first season eight? The eight? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I mean, we could watch that first one any day now. So I watched, uh, <laughs> I watched four, I think four of the episodes, um, with the kids and then, uh, Halloween night. The wife and I, well, Monday night, uh, we watched three more episodes, and then um, Halloween night, uh, we killed off the last two. Nice. So, yeah, I was just trying to talk the wife into going to see Thor. You know, being the professional that I am, I wasn't texting during the show or anything, but if I did, if I was texting during the show, I'd be saying to her, you know, um, we've got a babysitter watching the kids in the afternoon anyway, because I have to perform wedding, because um, I do that. Uh, so, why don't you just have them hang on to it a little bit longer? We'll go see Thor. Uh, and uh, she's, she's, uh, um, I don't know. She hasn't said no, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, good luck with that. I, I, I think that'll probably work out in your favor. I hope so. I mean, she doesn't care about Thor, but I. If do. nothing else, would be like whatever, just go. Yeah, I think that, that that's really what you're banking see, on. Like, I think either way, like so. It's a win for me either way because, you know, I like taking the wife to movies. That's cool. But if she says no, then the implicit thing there is I also don't care about the movie and have to go see it. So go see it and, uh, by yourself. So that's fine with me too. I uh, I won't get to see it until next weekend uh, when I have the kiddos because that's that's a family movie for us. Yeah. I think Star Wars might be a family movie this this year too because honestly I haven't bought tickets for opening night yet and I don't I think I'm going to now. Yeah, yeah I don't know if I'm going to get to either. Yeah. So. Oh, that's really sad. I but, just you brought me down there because I just realized I haven't either. I'll and be so we're probably both totally yeah we're probably fucked both fucked. Um, I'll be out of town the day after it opens anyway, um, and so I might take my step home to go see it. So we probably couldn't do the like four you know record until four in the morning thing like we did for the last one. Yeah, in fact, we're gonna have to watch it and then stew on it for two days before we record, which is probably gonna make for a longer show. Honestly, well, yeah. Who knows? By that time, I'll have written a book that's longer than the actual script for the movie. And I might have actually seen it again by that time. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's fine. Um, All right, let's talk about Star Trek, though. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, gosh, there is. Okay, so dis- let's talk Discovery first. That the, the uh, real Star Trek yeah, show, obviously. Um. So we're gonna talk about the show, and then we're gonna talk about some meta show news. I think a little bit. Or do you want to start with the meta? Let's no. Let's start with the show. Let's start with the show. Um. So this last show, this last episode, I, I assume you're caught up. Yeah. Good episode. I really liked it. So we did a bit of a Groundhog Day episode. Yeah, that was actually. Um. I. So here's the thing. Um. Discovery is a great show. One of the things it suffers from, though, is it occasionally does take itself a little bit too seriously. A little bit. Um, and so then when this episode happened, and it happened again and again, I was like, oh, well, this is this is fun. This is... Yeah, exactly. So, um, which I, I think is, is one of the reasons why um, both you and I have kind of earmarked uh, the Orville as like the best like Star Trek show yeah. that, that we have right now. Um, but, but I don't know. Discovery, uh, is, is totally making a play at, at, at getting the title back. So this was really good. I'm still not sure it's up there with, uh, um, what's that fucking, uh, Stargate SG one episode. Oh, in the middle of my backswing. I don't know that anything's going to top that for me as far as uh groundhog day episodes go, but this is up there. This, this is a really good episode overall. And I did like it because it did lighten the tone a little bit. Um, it, it, you know, it's weird because it, it lightened the tone, but it's still, you know, very much Star Trek Discovery. It's not like it turned I, into the Orville or anything like that. But I, it, it I think did we add a... found out a little bit more about Michael Burnham. Um, yeah. We definitely found out a little bit more about uh, um, Anthony Rapp's character. Uh, Stamus. Stamus, yeah. Yeah, Lieutenant <laughs> Stamus. So we, we found out a little bit more about him. Um yeah, so th- th- it's kind of interesting how they're doing that too, because like Stamets is all of a sudden just like, oh yeah, by the way, I can s- I-, I can see things outside of time, uh, and-, and so that's like the first, you know. So I hope they're going to talk about that this next episode. Like they're like, oh yeah, so you remember how the thing, you know, it's really cool that you could see things outside of the time stream and all that kind of stuff and remember stuff like that. Uh, but how again? He's like, remember when I injected the space manatees DNA into me? Yeah. Now I can do weird things. Yep. Now I can see things outside of time. I guess. Yeah. That's um, cool. We got a lot of Harry Mudd in this episode, which his character is more meaningful now than it ever has been, and that's I, I enjoy that aspect of Speaking it. Speaking of, probably one of the most tenuous links I will make back to how this is a very much an extension of Star Trek 2009, um, I, I was recently re-watching Into Darkness, and... Um, after John Harrison, who we know, you know, after watching the movie is, is Khan, uh, after John Harrison kills, uh, the dude, uh, the admiral, and he flies off to Kronos, um, their, their plan to get into Kronos itself is they're gonna all dress like civvies, and they're gonna take, uh, uh, Henry, Harry Mudd's ship. Um, so they, they made a very quick little callback, but it was Harry Mudd's ship they'd take off to Kronos, uh, you know, cause it's not a Federation ship. Um, so they just mentioned that we'll just take that, we'll just take Mudd's ship, ship we con- confiscated. Or Harry Mudd's like an original series. I, I know though. he is. I know he is. And there's a lot of original series stuff that never gets another mention. So it, it seemed very coincidental that, uh, this one did, uh, Here, um, here's my thing though. This, this show was touted as being, uh, original series canon, yeah, uh, from the beginning, but I don't see how it can be because this is obviously uh the it's post Kelvin. They, I don't know how you get by that. So that's one of the things that's been up in the air is that they didn't. Um, it's only ten years before Kirk, which means George Kirk is dead, 
yeah, they haven't really revealed. I, I, I anxiously await to see if they're ever going to touch on that because they haven't really revealed if they're sticking because they could, it could be still canon, but they're sticking with the original continuity. But if they do that, uh, um, so like if they're going canon, but they're sticking with, uh, the pre Kelvin continuity, um, as in, uh, you know, pre 2009, if they're pretending basically like 2009 doesn't exist, which would be weird considering they're clearly, I think, drawing so much inspiration for it, uh, then that would be strange. And then that can present its own set I, of consistency, I inconsistencies. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can do that since they very, very intentionally tied in. Well, it sets its own inconsistencies because like there was no holodeck, like, uh, there's no holodeck in the time frame that they're in. Um, so if they're not doing that, uh, then they need to, you know, it makes more sense to me to, uh, why, uh, uh, hand wave a lot of the inconsistencies with the, um, original continuity away. Maybe, um, maybe when the show is over at the end of the last episode, Deanna Troy and Will Riker will shut down the holodeck and walk off again. That would be hilarious. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're just, you know, sort of like their disguises molecularly dissolve. And Deanna's like, yeah, that was a fun role play. I enjoyed being a black woman for a while. You <laughs> um, know, no, that'll be Riker. <laughs> well, you did see the, you did see the series finale of Enterprise, right? Yes. Cause that's exactly how that series ended. Yeah. Um, so, gosh, I don't really remember. I haven't watched the finale. That for episode, a long time. that episode, when I, when I made my Plex playlist of all the Star Trek stuff, like that episode is the reason why I still included Enterprise after Voyager instead of putting it like before the original series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that that's kind of an interesting thing. Like you, you definitely that's one of the contentions from the nerds is that there's a lot of changes and a lot of continuity things that don't really make sense. Like, um, uh, they should be able to follow the continuity enough that it, it does make logical sense. And there's some things that don't, you know, namely certain technology bits in there. Uh, and so I think that they could site to site transport. Uh, yeah. I think that they could get around that if they decided to say, you know, well, we're in the Kelvin timeline and shit happens differently here. Um, but then they don't even, that doesn't line up as well either because in 2009, uh, none of the, um, you know, they, they still don't have site to site, although they do the, the trans- Klingons had ridges. Yeah, they do the trans war beaming shit like that. So it's not f- a fair cry to say or a far cry to say, well, that whole thing was accelerated, you know, because that's not supposed to happen uh, um, until much later in, in canon uh, than it did. And uh, so I don't know, they could play with it. You know, really, when you you just time travel is like the biggest hand wave MacGuffin as in, you know, and it's time travel. We just did time travel, whatever. Nah, somebody accidentally took a shit out the airlock when we were traveling through time, and then this is what happened. Um, it's on occasion, yeah. I don't, I don't mean to actually like bash Discovery either, because I really enjoy it. In fact, um, I almost. Oh no, I'm totally willing. to I almost it. bought a Disco T-shirt, um, except for they're expensive. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally willing to forgive it for its faults in you know the the really nerdy aspects of things like the 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 timeline in um in continuities and all that kind of stuff. Uh, because it is a good show like i really do enjoy it it's 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 i think it's probably one of my top watch shows like of all the shows that i look forward to of watching in a week this is up there with like mr robot for I, me so i i really love tilly tilly's tilly's a, Could, she's tilly. a national she's, treasure too she's fucking amazing yeah um yeah just uh an amazing fucking show uh so far uh it's i here's the thing I was sitting in my uncle's house the other day because um, we, we dropped the wife's car off um, with him so he could fix the hole in her bumper and whatnot. No, no, that's a metaphor, folks. No, no, no. That's, she had a hole in her bumper. Um, mm-hmm. And my uncle turns around and he looks at me and he goes, 
have you watched that new show, The Orville? Mm. And I'm like, I fucking think you know I have. Like, you know. Um, <laughs> We've been doing this a long time now, buddy. Yeah. But but that's that's the weird thing because my uncle is legit like the person who introduced me to Star Trek because when I was when I was little and I stayed with my grandparents all the time, my uncle still lived there mm-hmm. and he watched Star Trek a lot. Like anytime it was on and he was home, like that that's what was on the TV. Um and I've been a fan ever since. But he's seventy, sixty nine, seventy. Mm-hmm doesn't know what the fuck the internet is like he's that guy because he's worked on cars his entire life you know yeah doesn't have a smartphone nothing and it makes me sad that discovery is is on a streaming only channel because like i legit can't be like hey do you watch the new star trek show because i know he fucking doesn't because yeah it's not anywhere where it's accessible dang uh for somebody like that so i mean as much as the streaming thing is like yeah i'm I mean, it's the future, but it is the future. And I'm I'm with it, but like some of the people that like that inspired me to be the nerd that I am today, like I, I, this is lost on them and and it's, it's really kind of too bad. Yep. Um, okay. So anyway, this, this, the overall, I I really like this episode and I really think that it give, um, it's kind of what the series needed at this point. It was a little, uh, brighter tone, but it still managed to move the story along. Like, I mean, it was dark um, as fuck at the same time though. Yeah. Cause everybody died a whole bunch of times. They did. But even that was funny. Like when Lorca gets airlocked like 92 times, like, uh, not necessarily just airlocked. I mean, they killed him in many creative ways. I laughed during that whole fucking scene. It was glorious. Yeah. Um, and and, you know, it's not what you should be doing, but it was so good. Uh, so yeah, this, this is, I think, exactly the type of episode that the series needs right now and uh i hope to see more of it because you know even stargate it's not like stargate was a um, really it, hard you it know, had a very next gen ending too yeah it's not like it was like a hard you know like super serious show or anything like that but it also wasn't super lighthearted like, most of the time no um, and, and i'm this is spoilers for a minute too because i just i i want to i want to just talk about the ending a little bit because instead of like capturing mud or attempting to kill Mud and having him escape in some clever way. Like, they legit found a chick that he was betrothed to. Yeah, and they just gave him back. And just, like, they're like, here you go. Enjoy your new father-in-law. And I liked it, too, because she wasn't, like, some naive, like, damsel or anything like that. She, she like, knew all of his bullshit. And she was like, no, you're going back anyway. You know? No, it, it reminded me very much of, like, a season two Star Trek The Next Generation episode or some shit yeah, like I that. Yeah, I could totally like, see that. Like, yeah. if they if they played up the camp a thousand times and turned down the darkness, this totally could have been a TNG uh, season two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so not surprisingly, in our next piece of news, Star Trek Discovery has been picked up for a second season. Um, I don't think that was ever not going to happen. Right. I mean, I would, I would find it very, very hard to believe that there's a Star Trek show that would not attract enough Trekkies to get a second season. Yeah, I, I concur. Yeah, especially when it's on, you know, streaming all access or whatever. So yeah, uh, Spe- cool. yeah, because CBS can basically like do whatever the fuck they want. So yeah, exactly. So uh, cool, not surprising, but I'm glad to see it official anyway. Um, more. Um, so we got we got two pieces of uh, uh, cool news in the Orville, and then I think we should grab a beer, and then we'll talk about the rest. Yeah, let's um, let's talk Orville first. Yeah. So sure. Orville um is hitting a Thursday series high um as uh NBC's you know whatever the the link basically is kind of an overall state of TV this this last couple yeah. of weeks. Orville's hitting a series high. Um, it's a Thursday. Uh, so that's cool because that's, you know, primetime TV watching. Um, so it's hitting a series it's high at nine too, I think it is. It's, so. a, it's in a pretty fucking coveted slot, uh, uh, honestly. Um, which is kind of surprising because when it first aired, I think it was a Sunday show. I think it, it came, did start on Sundays and it, it was early. 
Yeah. Like 5 p.m. I guess, which would have been 8 Eastern, but like it was on at 5 p.m. here. Like Yeah, so they moved it to Thursday nights, which is, you know, a pretty good showing of confidence, which I think is cool. And it works out because they're picking it up for a second season as well. So this is actually considered an early renewal as well. So definitely. I think they're seeing a lot of performance out of the show because I do think that. I think that people like it. Like it's fun. It is so much fucking fun. It it took a minute because like when I when I was first watching it, I was like, ah oh, man, are we just gonna be watching McFarland jokes in space the whole time? Um, yeah, I mean, sort of, but and, not and totally. we do a, a little bit. There is that element of it there, but they get it mostly right. And really, when it comes down to it, like especially with this last episode, um, I, it just feels like a Star Trek show uh, to me. Norm Macdonald in his longest lasting role ever. <laughs> that's that's probably true. That's probably true. Um. um the the last two episodes I actually enjoyed. I actually watched them uh, both. Uh, I, I watched them two nights in a row because I I was behind. I'm um, still behind on this last week. I think um, the last one I watched was the upvote downvote episode. Okay, so there's one more episode after that. But the yeah. the 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 upvote episode was one of my favorite episodes too because it was like, um, in a, in a day and age where we are. Like it's good enslaved. social commentary. Yeah, yeah, we're we're enslaved by social media, and like every single person out there is like. The Electoral College is stupid. Everybody's vote should count. Everybody's vote should count. And then you see a world where hypothetically everybody's vote does count. You're like, well, maybe that's not the best idea ever. (laughs) On second thoughts, nobody deserves power ever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I like that too, but I also got a little bit of vibe uh, like a, again, good social commentary and that it gave me the vibe that they were talking about, like how, um, uh, you know, everything gets tried in the court of court of public opinion Mm. and facts don't matter. And, you know, you know, like nothing really matters except for, you know, what the mob decides. And so I got that mentality a lot from this too. And so the way that they sort of tied that together, I thought was kind of brilliant. And they were, there was, you know, the only really little bit ham fisted part of it was they're like, Oh wow. It's a planet that looks exactly like earth in, you know, 2017. That's weird. Um, and, and except for everybody's got up, but down about things. So, uh, that was a little on the nose, but otherwise I thought overall, I really, really liked the episode because I, you know, it did something that I really like about Star Trek in general, which is Star Trek has always been a little bit like, let's put uh current day under a microscope a little bit and, and shine a light on it. And so um, this episode I thought did that really well. And, and it's interesting because you came up with a kind of different thing that I did, that I, than I did, um, which is still entirely valid and entirely yeah. uh, cool critique. So, I uh I enjoyed it a lot and uh the the following week's episode which you haven't seen yet so I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to really spoil it. Um I'm going to tell you it doesn't tackle social commentary quite as much as uh yeah, is not the every previous episode of Star Trek did either so. No, it's just been uh the Orville's been kind of on a run lately though like yeah. religion, you know, the voting like it's there they're, there's they're been just, quite like, a few things. tackle every big issue right now. Yeah. Um so it's it's been pretty cool. Like I I've really I I'm pleasantly surprised because I remember watching the trailer for this and I was like Man, I'm gonna give that a shot because I'm a nerd and I like shit like that. But ooh, uh, you know, and so now I'm surprised to say that it's also kind of turning into one of my favorite shows. What, what actually surprises me about the Orville is like Seth MacFarlane basically cashing in every fucking IOU that he can this season. Uh, he's gotten Charlize Theron on the show. <laughs> um, uh, Liam Neeson fucking made an appearance. Yeah, what's crazy too? I, I mean, Charlie's, you know, she she at least got a uh, big placement on the show, but Liam Neeson is like a nothing character that just, you know, was in the thing for a minute and a half. They uh, were both in a million ways to die in the West, though. Which, yeah, if you have not seen that movie. Uh, it's fucking hilarious, and you should I watch it. I have it. Um, I'll check it out. And then coming up, the end of November, another guest star is going to take the Orville by storm. Uh, Are we talking about? It can't be. Ooh, uh, that's right, uh, folks. 
Ralph Garman. I got to tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph's going to be on the show. Not surprising with his rating performance and performance among, you know, uh, fans. Um, cause I don't, I still don't think the critics have come on board, but, um, it, it's, uh, been picked up for a second season. So yeah. I'm excited for that. So anyway, we're going to talk a little bit more Star Trek, but I think we're definitely going to want another beer for this one. Uh, cause it's kind of tangentially related. So we'll come back to that in just a sec. And we're back. <laughs> um okay so you know i know we picked an odd place to segue um and and there's a you know pretty simple reason for this it kind of gets dark from here hollywood california hollywood california never find a more wretched hive of scotland villainy yeah i agree wholeheartedly like um so harvey weinstein of course outed as being a giant prick sure Um, sure uh, this last couple of weeks, um, it's been, you know, the scandal that everybody's talking about. Uh, apparently, you shouldn't coerce and, you know, I don't know, is it ha- allegedly rape, um, but definitely be a total scumbag. Um, and since then, since that happened and everybody's like, oh, it's an open secret, blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows this is happening. Um, I've just been waiting to see how this goes. Like, this, is this going to be the only thing that happens or is somebody else going to come out? Or, you know, are we going to get accusations out of the woodworks now? Well, it turns out, I think we're going to go the out of the woodworks arena with this. Um, so the next big name uh, that came up, and the reason this is in the Star Trek section is because uh, the accuser is actually uh, Star Trek star Anthony Rapp, who, uh, as we previously discussed, plays Stamets. He said that uh, um, fucking Kevin Spacey uh, came on to him when he was just 14. Yeah, um, um- I, I I've heard a couple of versions of the story. One was that it was a Hollywood party. The other one was that it was uh, at Spacey's apartment. I mean, they're uh, all gross, is the thing. It, and, and Spacey... I don't I don't know which one it is, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even uh, I'm not gonna bring that into question because I don't I don't think at this point like the the victims are not not the the people to be blamed in this particular case. Yeah, and because pretty much everything we've heard so far, I don't think that um, I don't think Rap gave a very detailed account. Uh, um, to the public. Right. So the stories we're hearing are, you know, basically all rumor anyway. So I'm not really hung up on that part because if the, the rumors that we're hearing, uh, um, what's not rumor is that he definitely, uh, uh, said that yes, uh, Spacey harassed me and Spacey's non-denial denial was pathetic. I mean, he basically said, Oh man, I, you know, that sounds weird. I don't think that would be something I did, but I might have been drunk at a party once or whatever. Uh, and also, uh, tam- you know, unrelated, but I choose to live my life as a gay man now. Um, in the biggest, you know, like dodge, shitty PR dodge I think I've ever seen before. Dude, this is, this was bad on so many levels. Um, one of the reasons why is because I've been a pretty big advocate of, of, uh, uh, marriage equality. Um, and one of the, one of the biggest challenges that, that, uh, that's been faced by, by people that are, uh, gay and, and trying to be married is that, the religious right is always like, well, what are we going to do now? Marry our dogs or, or are we going to allow pedophiles? To, you know, they're, they're basically equating uh, gay people to pedophiles anyway. And then for this guy, um, Spacey to basically semi admit that he's a pedophile, but then at the same time in the same beat, be like, Oh, but I'm a gay man. Yeah. So it, it, it's so fucking, it's just, it's gross, dude. My favorite take on this actually came from, uh, somebody on Twitter who said something like, uh, no, dude, you don't get to hide under the rainbow now. Like, yeah. uh, th- it was a shitty thing for space. So number one, had this been the only accusation, uh, you could almost forget it. Uh, 
and, and when I say almost forget it, I mean like, well, you know, it, it, the timing on this is is not super surprising. There's been some outing. Uh, you know, I, I'm also awaiting, uh, um, you know, with trepidation, the false accusations that start coming because you know those are coming up too. Um, like there, there's definitely going to be some false accusations coming in this, and I don't think that's any reason that we should be skeptical of all of these claims. Uh, um, you know, because I don't think that 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 it's currently healthy the way society immediately blames the victim for a lot of these things. Like with Weinstein, oh well, why didn't they report it? Why didn't these people say anything? Why why did they let this go on for so long? Why would the woman do that? Why wouldn't they just you know not do that? Uh, and it's like, well, if you understood this problem at all, you wouldn't be asking these stupid fucking questions. Um, so I don't think we need to necessarily worry about that. But I thought this um, in particular, it was like, well, I got one guy. And then like 10 minutes later, like 92 other people come out and they're like, oh, yeah, Spacey, he's a fucking perv. So um, uh, funny, funny enough, like it turns out we maybe just need to mind family guy for these clips because uh, uh, there was a Weinstein joke in there that sort of out of that of course you had the oscars uh where mcfarland makes a weinstein joke on stage which everybody's like oh haha but it turns out uh half of the people are probably sitting there uncomfortable because they know that that's not a joke uh there was a spacey joke actually too um with uh stewie he's like finally i'm free from kevin spacey's basement uh so it turns out that probably isn't that far-fetched because it turns out uh spacey liked boys and he liked them young Uh, you know what's crazy too is seth mcfarland seems to be in the know you know what i mean like well, like, see, that's the thing. Um, he's he's that level. He's that level of famous, where he's just famous enough. You know what I mean to see, like to kind of get in and, and I, see I the dirty. I think the thing is, I don't I don't know that he's got firsthand knowledge. Like, I don't think that Spacey's probably like out there. Uh, I think you just hear this stuff. Like, you know, there's somebody you work with right now who you're like, oh, that guy's an asshole, or that guy's a creep, or whatever. Um, that chick smells. You know, every, and that everybody knows, but nobody really talks about. And I think McFarland's just like he's made jokes about it. He's just talked about it. Right. Uh, he doesn't have any firm evidence or anything like that. Sure. sure. Any, but, but, uh, it's, it's so commonly common knowledge, uh, that, um, it, it becomes, you know, fodder for whatever he's working on. So, and, um, and he's, he's one of the few people that is just like, well, fuck it. I'm not afraid to put a joke like that in there. Yeah. And, and it, besides they, if I make it come out of a white dog, it's harmless. Like, and, he, and he doesn't have to be because, uh, nobody's fucking doing anything about it like yeah. if he makes a joke about it it's it's a awkward joke for people who know but for everybody else it's just like oh that's funny irreverent comedy it, it, it it's and it's so fucking it's crazy uh because i actually listened to the podcast um uh, the episode of hollywood babylon recently where kevin talked about the the weinstein uh thing and he was legit in tears because he 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 talks how his oh, entire God, yeah. career painful uh, you know, was was wound up with the Weinstein's, and that he spent a good yeah. portion of that career lionizing uh, I think Harvey Weinstein. We talked Weinstein. about that in '99, didn't we? Episode. 99? I don't know if we talked. I know we, a, we did. talked a little bit about about what he decided to do, but I hadn't actually heard the podcast yet at that oh, point. Oh yeah. yeah, so um, it that was pretty crazy. Like it was, it, it you know, just to have a guy that's just like, you know what, fuck it, here's the money back, and I'm I'm gonna fucking donate two thousand dollars a month to this organization from here on out. Yeah. Because uh it's fucking horrible yeah so you know that that part of things does hurt because you know especially with spacey too um so um we got danny masterson in the news now danny masterson um also known as hyde from that 70s show one of my favorite fucking characters turns out douchebag the thing that pisses me off a little bit here is that um we do know that this has been happening. It, well, not we, um, but Hollywood definitely. There are definitely people who know that this has been happening and haven't been making, suf- doing anything sufficient about it for a long time. So Spacey was accused as he was working for House of Cards back in, I don't know, I think it was 2000. 
2008 or something? 2009? No, because House of Cards hasn't been on that long. Um, anyway, in the early part of the run, Kevin Spacey was accused. They, they said some bullshit like, oh, we went through the thing and we thought this was all done and we never heard anything after that. And it's just like, nah, a guy with this history who's already been through this, there's just no way that I, I can buy that shit. Like, there's just no way I buy that. And then uh, since the news broke, you know, they, they um, Netflix, so Anthony Rapp came out said the thing uh like the next day or two netflix comes out and says well i think uh, season six of house of cards is going to be our last um and then like a day or two later like it's revealed that eight other netflix employees uh, um or uh, netflix uh, uh house of cards staff members crew members whatever um said that that he they were harassed by spacey on set as well uh and then of course netflix is like oh never mind we're done we're out we're good uh, and I think that's the thing that's kind of endemic of the problem, which is that like, uh, they're only out when it's public. Um, yeah, he's doing this shit for a long time and it seems hard to believe that, uh, this all got swept under the rug and that everybody didn't know it. And they're only out when it's public. Same thing. Weinstein Weinstein's the epitome of this example, because that shit has been going on for years and years and years. And you know, fucking everybody knew about it. You know, everybody in Weinstein company knew about it. You know that this was essentially public knowledge because it's a fucking joke on family guy for Christ's sake. Right. Uh, and so anything that comes up like this, where you've got literally everybody knowing it, they, they can't just wash their hands and be like, Oh, we're sorry. You know, like, Oh, we are deeply troubled by this. Well, if you were deeply troubled, go fucking do something about it. Don't be like, uh, deeply troubled, you know? So guys, if you want to know how you can help, don't, harass women Corey feldman or guys Corey feldman has put together what he calls the truth campaign where he's going to publicly out all of the people that preyed on him sexually as a child uh and in order to do this he's only asking you for 10 million dollars see that's the other thing too this is this is this is where it gets gross to me like feldman uh, don't get me wrong i think he's probably definitely been abused uh, oh, oh uh, sure the dude's fucked up yeah th- there's no question but this is like you know cash grab like i will you know for just the low price of 10 billion how about you do it because it's just the right thing to do like and now i think you could um I'd be totally, uh, I'd totally have the dudes back, and I, and I think I will either way. But it's kind of gross. I was just like, you know, pay me, and I'll tell you. So he just, just as an idea of where we're at, I'm, I'm looking at his Indiegogo campaign right here. Um, is it like uh, stage one backer? I'll release two names. Stage two backer. No, 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 no. It's not like that. Um, however, if you donate a million dollars, you become an EP on the film. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's at two hundred and two thousand dollars out of the ten million that he's asking for, cool. with two months to go in the campaign. So we'll see. We'll see what 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 becomes of Corey after this. Yeah. So uh, on the one hand, I I do think I think this is kind of an opening of the floodgates, and I hope I hope we use this as a as a culling, so to speak. Um, but on the other hand, it's sad. It's sad because you know Spacey's a good actor. Uh, like, there's no taking that away. Unfortunately, he is a good actor. He's good at the craft. Um, he's just a shit human. Um, same thing, Danny Masterson. I really out, enjoyed it. Turns playing out maybe Spacey's Hyde. not all that far away from his character in Seven. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Hopefully, he doesn't do the rest. Uh, I mean, what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? What's in the box? Um, California, don't come down here. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Well, that's funny. I don't know. We just made a joke about murder. Funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what, I, we didn't kill his wife. No, that's true. I don't feel guilty anymore. I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, it was just a movie anyway. Besides Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, yeah. Is that who that was? It was, wasn't it? It was, yeah. 
Do you think she had a jade egg up her cooch when I think, it happened? I think he opened the box and she was like, uh, you see, if you just stick this egg in your vagina, my, the rest of my body will grow back. You Go find my vagina and put the egg in there. steam your vagina. <laughs> lightly steam, mind you. Lightly. Yeah. Uh, turns out science doesn't back any of the stuff that she sells no, it's on, complete on bullshit. her website. It is complete bullshit. Do you want to know how fucked up Gwyneth Paltrow is? Goop.com, guys. It's upsetting. Everything about it's upsetting. Yeah. It'll make you, I don't know, you'll be holding back bile anytime you see her in a Marvel movie for a while, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on to more uh, hilarious and wonderful news. Um, so, we got a big miscellaneous section for you this week, but there's there's a lot of gold in them there, Hills. Uh, we're going to start off with Dora the Explorer, the movie. We we did not bury the lead on this one at all. Uh, it is produ- it's going to be a produce uh, by Michael Bay. Do you think she's going to team up with Optimus Prime? I think so. I and think then that's the only Optimus, way we can really do Optimus it. Optimus is going to have to find the sticky tape or something like that. And Optimus is going to be like, now that we've got the Energon, we have to find Swiper. Who keeps Dora, swiping the- I need you to find Sam Witwicky's glasses. <laughs> Where could they be? Are they I hiding behind Swiper took them. Bumblebee? Yeah. Um, Bumblebee? No. Wait, what's that? Behind behind uh, um, Jazz's legs is Jazz. I think Jazz is dead now. Actually, yeah, uh, maybe right. Fuck. Um, we're just gonna pretend. We'll keep going with this joke. Uh, is that is that? Yeah, Swiper. Oh, Swiper. Um, <laughs> do you think Diego makes a cameo? Dude, I wanted to be like a super fucking baller Diego. There's like a hard ass from like Latin America, and he's like cutting bitches' throats because he's like from a cartel or something like, <laughs> like that. Like he's Dora's half brother that's older and like. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think, I think there is a, already this skit. I think this is already on YouTube. Like, I think you can go watch this because I'm pretty sure there's a hardcore Dora the Explorer slash Diego crossover thing in the works where they, they play, they play it straight. Uh, and it's great. So I, I kind of think that we've already made this movie and Michael Bay is going to at least have to send them a writing credit. You know, you might not be wrong. Yeah. That's, I don't know. This is, this seems, this seems a little, this is too much. I, I just, yeah, I don't know what we're even doing here. I don't I know mean, what we're doing. Oh, speaking of guys that are probably douches, and it's going to be out, added pretty soon, Michael Bay. Yeah? Michael, there's uh, there's almost no chance that Michael Bay doesn't get outed as a, a fucking creep. Like, yeah, Probably right. Yeah. Um, also on the docket, unfortunately, have you heard Singer? Apparently there's a lot of rumors singer, uh, swirling around Brian Singer, who was also BFFs with uh, uh, Kevin Spacey ever since Usual Suspects. So. Oh, you know, that's that's heartbreaking at the same time. But um, I, I just hope that when I say things like we still have the J.J. Abrams of the world, that that never changes. Dude, I'm just saying, like, if, it, if it's revealed to me that Tom Hanks is, is in some way... A serial uh, pedo or something. serial pedo or something like that, like, I'm fucking done. Like, I'm just not watching movies anymore. Like, I'm just out... Uh, don't meet your heroes. Don't you said it already. I, I know, but I'm just Tom Hanks is a, Tom Hanks is truly a national treasure. Everything I've ever seen of the guy is fucking wonderful. He's up there with like Fred Rogers in my mind. So if it if it ever turns out that I hear anything that 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 breaks that notion for me of either Fred Rogers or Tom Hanks, just I don't want to fucking live. You in know this what world this more. means though? This means that once all of these people are publicly publicly shamed and can no longer work, that like maybe this podcast takes off. Dude, maybe that's maybe I should be. Maybe my we're the Fuck voice you, Tom Hanks of a new generation because yeah. we're just like, well, the famous people are dicks. Let's turn to these guys. Yeah, title right there. Fuck you, Tom Hanks. Diddle some kids. Um, 
<laughs> Fingers crossed. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Tom, 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 We'd, Tom. Yeah, don't ever change Tom. Tom, Tom. If Tom were listening right now, he'd be upset. He'd be like, "Oh, guys, he wouldn't be upset. He wouldn't be mad. He'd be mad. He'd be like disappointed in a fatherly and, way." I, did like, see I don't him, think you should use that kind of language, boys. I did see him partake in some of the most exquisite acting that I've ever seen. Uh, is in uh, Babylon exquisite. As acting? in, as in, yes, and and it was an episode of Happy Days that he guest starred in. I just listened to that one not where too he long karate ago. kicked the fawns. Yeah, which actually sounds glorious. It was terrible, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, Michael Bay live action Dora the Explorer. So uh, just man, I'm on board. I'm signing up for that shit right you know, now. You know what's funny? Uh, the wife and I were talking about this the other day, and this is not in the show notes. Um, so I'm just gonna add, add extra time to the show because I'm a dick. Um, well, it's okay. It's only gonna be like a three hour show. Yeah, sure. Well. Yeah, well, no, we're we're at an hour twenty right now. We're almost done. We're good. We're good. Um, yeah. We were watching Stranger Things, um, and this Rub is it in. no c- completely no spoilers or anything like were that. We watching it on your twenty four inch monitor too. You son of a bitch. That's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Sorry, twenty eight. Don't have a power brick 4K. for it. I just met. I just mixed metaphors. I don't have a power brick for it. I know. Just it's fine. Just um, busting your balls. But anyway, um, we were watching Stranger Things, and then we were also talking about um, it and how it did really well. Both of them take place in the eighties. Um, and there's a reason that we, we both came up with while we were talking and we're just like, well, these stories don't work if there's fucking cell phones. No, almost like, I, I think there's coming a time where we can only tell future stories or we can only tell stories set in the past because pretty much everything that's, you know, like there's a whole, you know, dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of movies in the nineties, rom-coms, especially that just yeah. like, if you, if you just give them a cell phone, the, the problem's done. Movie's over. Right. Three minutes credits. Right. You know? Cell phones is like, Hey, um, I was just walking past this house and there's this creepy clown trying to give me balloons. You guys ever see this thing before? Oh, you have? Oh, it's a demon? All right. Well, let's fucking figure it out. Like, it just doesn't work. Yeah, you should probably run home, man. Uh, don't yeah. know. We should fight the demons on their own. Okay, cool. Um, uh, you know, like every rom-com that's ever been predicated off of a minor misunderstanding, uh, or, or you know, a slightly misconnection, uh, and they're just like, uh, you, you, you got her number, right? Just call her. Wait, wait, wait. You know what? Uh, Gina's friends with her on Facebook. Your friend Gina and have her send her your text. Yeah. Done. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, and then uh, I, we felt vindicated because uh, the wife was watching the Beyond Stranger Things uh, show on on Netflix, and the Duffer mm-hmm. Brothers were there, and they specifically mentioned the whole cell phone thing. And I was like, "Well, that's <laughs> prescient. Nice job." Yeah, um, that was crazy. Um, but uh, seems like the same thing. They're like, "Where the fuck did Barb go?" Uh, hey, Barb. She's like, yeah, it's dark in here. Um, could somebody come get me here? Find my friends, me or whatever. I think it's upside down. I'm yeah. not sure. It's 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 weird. I don't like it. I might die. Yeah. Oh, yep. That's what's getting happening. Eaten, getting eaten. This sucks, guys. I don't know why. Um, um, uh, spoilers. Barb doesn't make it through season one. <laughs> uh, uh, no, Barb fans, she could make it. We don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, okay. So anyway. Um, but her memory remains alive. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's really... That actually matters. does play a role in season two. If and you you'll enjoy that. Dead. Um so yeah, 80s stuff. Um, also, I'm reading uh, Ready Player One, um, yeah. which Eddie talked about uh, several months ago on the podcast. I'm, I'm a few chapters into it. Just within the few chapters that I've done, um, here's the thing that's going to happen. We're going to get the movie next year. And uh, every kid uh, from the seventh grade up until oh, probably junior in uh, college is going to all of a sudden uh, really be on board with everything from the 80s. 
Dude, I think we're we're already living through the time, like, um, in much the way that I grew up with movies from the, I would say, 60s and 70s kind of blended together. So there were, there were a lot of movies from the 60s and 70s. And remember, like, when, um, you know, I was born in 83 and 85, Back to the Future came out, and they went back 30 years into the past. And that was, of course, to 1955. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, of course, it was all old-timey and weird. And, yeah. And so we got the same thing going on here now. If you go back 30 years into the past, Last year at 1987. Um, yeah. So, and and I kind of even get that same feeling, even though I, I was like literally alive in that decade. Like as soon as they start playing some fucking like uh, uh, synth music from, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a specific sign, like Blue Van Oyster Halen. Cult or something like that. Uh, Van Halen's 1984. Yeah, Come Van on. Halen 84. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's like I'm immediately like sent back there, and it's like, oh, everything was all fucking weird there. What's with that guy's hair? What's with this guy's clothes? Um, Look at that giant ass fucking cell phone that fucking Wall Street dude is just uh, rocking. The crazy thing is though is like right now everybody is wearing like super skinny pants with like tapered legs and like then we're watching stuff in the eighties and like, yep. It's kind of funny because we got kind of a. That's the last time we did that on purpose, guys. Yeah, (laughs) we learned from it. I thought, but maybe not. No, uh, fashion cyclical. Um. Anyway, uh. So, yeah, eighties on time. Uh, I think this is as good a time as any to make an awkward segue. So now let's talk about my favorite thing, uh, King Killer Chronicle. Um, so the King Killer Chronicle, two books uh, uh, out of three so far in the series released, um, much like uh, George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones series or uh, A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm not sure I'm ever going to see the end of it come out. Uh, and, and now, even though the show is probably at least two years away from me being able to actually watch it, I'm wondering at this point if I'm going to get beaten, uh, by the, by the finale, uh, uh, from that before the books come out. Cause at this point, you know, you're definitely going to see the Game of Thrones finale before you see it in the books. If you ever see it in the books, I'm, I'm pretty confident at this point the books aren't getting finished for, for a song. Um, anyway, uh, that said, uh, Lynn Well, uh, Lynn Manuel, Miranda. uh, Miranda is Miranda. making, yeah, Miranda. Sorry. From Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Uh, um, which I think now is actually just, it looks like Waterworld, like Kevin, uh, Kevin Costner's Waterworld over there. I heard almost 50% of the island has, uh, drinkable water now. Cool. Uh, you know what, you know what they definitely have? Paper towels. They do. They, they've got fuck tons of paper towels, which do you think, totally do you, helps. Do you, do you think, do you think his goal there was that they were brownies and they could soak up a good portion of the water? I'm not sure that he wouldn't know why that was wrong. <laughs> I think he was just like, uh, look, there's lots of water. We give them paper towels. They throw it out there. They soak the water. We're done. We're done here. Uh, have you spilled water on your counter? Okay. It's paper towel, okay? It's all you do. You wipe it up with paper towel. We give them lots of paper towels. Tremendous paper towels. Huge paper towels. Yeah. These Mexicans, they know what to do with the paper towels. Un believable paper towels okay guys unbelievable so anyway um linwell man lin manuel miranda i don't know sorry sorry miranda you didn't deserve that at all i'm sorry um i'm sorry as well not sorry sorry not sorry funny i enjoyed it um but anyway um lin manuel miranda of course off of hamilton fame um has uh gotten to uh basically take the helm for the king killer chronicles tv series which is going to be set uh to go off at showtime um so this is super exciting to me because number one i think he's gonna get a little bit more creative freedom means showtime will run it for a few seasons and then the sci-fi channel will pick it up number two (laughs) i don't know it's not stargate is it 
Um, number two, it is definitely, uh, uh, I think, I think it's fair to say a passion project for Lynn. Uh, he's actually a fan of the books. Like he was tweeting with Rothfuss and, and talking about the books publicly long before this was even a, a thing. Um, so I'm excited about that because, uh, I just feel better about having a project that I love in the hands of somebody who I know also loves it because I feel like that makes them less likely to fuck it up. Like, uh, see also, um, um, you know, for the opposite effect, if you want to, you could go look at the last airbender movie by, uh, fucking oh, Sh- Shyamalan. Please don't. Please no, don't. don't, don't, don't look at it. Uh, we, your eyes. we invite you to Lake Lao Guy. If, if for example, you do somehow find that that exists. Um, but that's an example of like, uh, his kids watched it. And so he's like, I can make a movie out of this. Um, and not like, Oh, I love this property and I want to make a good movie out of this. Um, so Lynn, I think definitely gets it. And I think he wants to make a good movie, a good series out of this. Um, so I'm excited for that. And secondarily, um, I was kind of discussing this with Matt, um, music is thematically pretty important to this, the thing. And so Lynn, Lynn coming off of one of the biz- biggest musicals of, of the decade, um, uh- ever i think actually it may be ever at this point yeah like have you seen ticket prices for hamilton still i haven't i'm afraid like first off musical still not my bag Uh, and and don't get me wrong i don't think like we're not talking about a musical version of king killer here um at at least i don't think we are uh but he gets music and i think he gets how to make it work in the show uh and so that that is exciting for me too because it's definitely thematically important to the whole thing um music sound in general is is just important uh, to the whole project and so having somebody there that understands and gets that and can uh, you know has a track record of doing it well is i think very important to the thing um so very excited for this. I'm, 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 you know, this is probably my most anticipated project for the next five years. Uh, um, maybe Star Wars notwithstanding. Um, maybe I'll actually watch this one, uh, concurrently with you and not five years later. Yeah, that would be or cool. Seven. Um, and the other cool thing here too is if you are still worried, if you're still like, oh man, what if he fucks up my favorite thing? Um, the good news is it seems like this is going to be not the story that we get in the King Killer books so far. This is merely going to be told in that world. Um, that said, uh, there's a lot of rumor that this is going to relate to the main story, just not directly. Um, so this is going to follow a wandering pair of performers around Temerant, which of course is the, the world in which, uh, King Killer is based. So, um, which you may not have known, cause I don't know that that ever gets mentioned in the book. I think that's literally just something, uh, Rothfuss told us at, uh, you know, con sometime or something like that. So, huh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, I'm, I'm really excited for this project and, uh, it's interesting too. They're, they're, they're choosing not to, you know, the easy option I think would be just show people what's in the books. Just do the books. Um, uh, the, and, you know, much like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is literally just an adaptation of the books. This is going to be kind of its own thing. Um, that may be because this, mo- this also got optioned for a movie at the same time. So it's possible that the reason we're getting a different storyline for the show is that because we're also um, getting a movie we're also getting a movie that's going to feature the the main the main story from the book so all right um so that's it uh, that's my that's my nerding about uh king killer for this week um so Ooh, i read yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry um don't worry they're making a show of it you'll see it soon <laughs> I'm just kidding. We just talked sure about it'll it. be adapted into a graphic novel, Matt. You'll be you'll get your yeah, chance. It's fine. It's fine. Um Ooh, speaking of that, have you seen the enhanced versions of uh, Game of Thrones, which are available uh for iBooks users? No. Uh they're really super crazy. Um they actually have some really awesome shit where like when it mentions crap about people in a book that you're like, Oh, 
I remember hearing that in the last book, but I don't remember how they're related. Like you can just like push a little thing and it'll like bring up their family tree. It'll bring up a oh, fucking map awesome. and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and they're only a dollar more for the enhanced version on the, uh, on iBooks than if you See, just buy the regular. Easy, like if you're going to buy the book anyway, that's an easy spend the dollar and get the thing. Yeah. And I'm not getting paid, uh, by iBooks or George RR Martin, Martin to sell those. So, but, but Apple slash Martin, <laughs> if you want to sponsor, you want to pay us, we'll talk about them more. Uh, yeah. Or send some our way, uh, you we, know. Yeah, we can settle for swag. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I hear they Apple has this little iPhone ten. I think if 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 we got sent a pair of iPhone tens, we would be happy to I talk think about we them. We totally get iBooks and and yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, Quantum Leap is the next thing we're going to talk about. Which I never. What thought year I'd is get, it? I never thought I'd get to say this on the show, but I'm so happy that I do because uh, Quantum Leap is another show that I loved. I've loved that show for a long time. I think that's probably true for you too uh sam uh ziggy ziggy says you gotta oh never mind sorry <laughs> that was that was oh no not a good i'm retarded yeah <laughs> i'm retarded <laughs> oh. uh yeah so um quantum leap creator has a script for uh, a reboot sam it turns out i was balls deep in ziggy i'm sorry <laughs> uh, we never do find out who ziggy is so we don't we know nothing about ziggy i don't even know if it was a person or if it was an ai yeah I was I I no in idea. my head. I think it makes more sense that it's, it's, uh, he's communicating through a thing to a person on the other side in the the weird future they live in. But I think it's uh, in my head. I always pictured that the thing was like a computer. It was like an AI. Could which, be, which is funny because like at that point AI wasn't really. Al a thing. could be a technophile. You don't know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he'd be into that. I think if there was a holodeck, he'd be like all over it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to a different podcast where. Somebody talked about like who has to mop the holodeck after Riker's been in it. <laughs> I guess several people. Uh, um, no, Quantum Leap, man, I love it. Um, actually, what I thought was great about it, I think they logged the holodeck, like, like you know, like computer. If show me the, the playback. If you're the first officer, I think you can probably uh, delete those records. You think so? Or you think or, it's not like a yeah. presidential sort of like uh, those records are sealed? We gotta. I mean, maybe. And and so like eventually when they're like. Uh, yes, so could Riker commit treason? Uh, we're, we're giving the deposition now. Uh, as you can see, uh, start at 976.47. Um, Riker spent, um, uh, four hours in the holodeck, uh, fucking, um, a, 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 a personified Statue of Liberty. Um, was this a metaphor? Was this a power play? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh Jean-Luc, that looks like you. No, it's a statue Clearly, of I was on the bridge. Statue of Liberty. I was on the bridge. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, we're both French, but I'm married to my duty. Um, yeah. Uh, Quantum Leap. Let's talk about Quantum Leap a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the movie's got a script. Yeah, that's what I hear. But you know what else has a script? Lots of stuff, probably. Oh no! You fucking you stole mine. No, I literally put it in the movie. Like my mine was Quantum Leap creator has a script for a reboot, and your your follow up was Quantum Leap movie has been scripted. Like a literally, that's literally the subtweet. You, that's not you, a reboot you, though. The movie that's been scripted is not a reboot. No, no. Well, that's what the fucking link says. It says Quantum Leap script re- re- reboot, and then that yours even says movieweb.com slash Quantum Leap. It says reboot, but it's supposed to, but it's supposed to be a continuation. Well, I mean, yeah. When, when I, I say know. reboot, I, I don't think it's a hard reboot, as in reset see, the continuity like and it's a new like thing. That. No, it is. It is confusing. I can see why you're upset. Um, but I do like I do like Quantum Leap a lot. Uh, yep. I yep. don't like that the DVD version has music that's uh, drastically different. But I mean, you know, it's 
tied up in rights, and you can't always fucking fix that shit. But that's really annoying, though. Like you'd think that'd be something that they would have solved. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm probably gonna rewatch the series. I think you know. I didn't really think about. I haven't thought about Quantum Leap for a little while. Um, but this has me want to rewatch it too. Yeah, because you know that's another thing that I, I I do. You know, like a movie sounds cool, but uh, it really wouldn't hurt my feelings at all if they reboot the show. Like it, the, the it, it is just so so well uh, placed for a weekly format. Um, that that's that's the only thing I think that's a lost opportunity. I mean, here. the nerdist the nerdist already covered this, but. Uh... I'd really like to see Nathan Fillion as Dr. Sam Beckett. Fuck yes. Um, of course, I think Nathan Fillion I'd cast in pretty much everything. Like, Yeah, he's kind of like Ben Affleck that way. Yeah, I mean, not even Ben Affleck. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think he's ever grabbed anybody's tit on TRL, though, so I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, if, if they remade Driving Miss Daisy, I, I, he could play the driver or Miss Daisy, and I'd be fine with it. That's fair. All right. So, yeah, I think that's all we got for Quantum Leap. Good show. Miss it. I uh, hope to see something come with this, and I hope it's cool. Uh, I don't plan on spending a lot of time on the Ridley Scott article either, uh, but Ridley Scott thinks the Alien franchise might be running out of steam. So here's um, the thing, Ridley. Yeah, uh, it's because you don't put fucking aliens in them anymore. Yeah, so Ridley, the Alien franchise isn't running out of steam. What's running out of steam is your ability to make good movies. What the Alien franchise is running out of is fucking aliens. Yeah. The, I don't know if there's like a quota for aliens that he has to meet, and, or, or you know... Maybe and, and he opposite. used them all in, in fucking... Right. resurrection he's like we or, can we can we can we can show we can show three aliens uh th- this decade and he's like well well we're, we're out i guess make more androids put us over our alien budget guys yeah cast fastbender make fastbender an alien i mean here's the thing if you want to make movies about fastbender and the fucking uh droids or whatever the fuck they're called synth- synthetics whatever then spin it off but don't fucking put an alien in front of it so I don't even care about that. Like you can make you can make this the thing, but don't say it's running out of steam because what 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 has been running out? Like again, it's not the Alien franchise running out of steam. Um, it's that you're not making good movies. Prometheus, I don't hate the movie, but I also don't like it. Um, and as a casual fan of the franchise in general, it was nothing to hook me in that says, "Oh man, I got to go back and watch all the Alien movies" because it didn't do a good job of hooking you into the franchise whatsoever, and it falls down as a movie. Here's, the plot doesn't make sense. There's lots of dumb shit in it. Here's the and thing. then I didn't even watch the fucking second one. Aliens it- scared the living piss out of me the first time I saw it. Yeah, Aliens, not as scary, but still scary, and. Bill Paxton being there also helps because, like, he's kind of your avatar throughout that movie. Yeah. Like, because he's fucking freaked out and shit. And then they jump the fucking shark. Like, even with Alien 3. Like, I, Alien 3 was a huge fucking fall for me, like, in terms of, of quality in those movies. Yeah, I, I don't have a horse in this race, really, because yeah. I, I don't think I can really remember... I, I know I've seen Alien, but I can't remember it at all, and I definitely haven't seen the the, sequels, the fourth so. one. The fourth one was cool uh, in one scene, and that's just because you got to see the fucking xenomorphs actually swim and shit, and that was fucking terrifying. Um, just watching them swim, but yeah, but I mean, they haven't been the same since the second movie, and it's not that the aliens are running out of steam; it's that you're putting fewer and fewer aliens in each subsequent movie that has the fucking name Alien in the title. Talking about you, Covenant. Yeah. So yeah, Ridley. <sighs> um, don't don't blame the aliens. It's not the fucking no. aliens' fault. It's your no. fucking fault. Do do something about it. Come on, yeah. shit. Yeah, shit. it's 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 not run out of steam. Uh, fucking Ridley, you are, and that's probably exactly why fucking Blade Runner ran out of steam too. 
I don't know. I've heard Blade Runner was good, um, but I'm it definitely sure it didn't, didn't get the box. I haven't. It was I haven't before. watched it yet. Uh, I I want to rewatch the old one first, and that's fucking hard because that movie is also not. It's a thinker, and I've seen it before, and it's. I mean, it takes me longer to figure out which fucking cut of it to watch though than it does to like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and there's no place you can go. Like you can't go on the internet and be like, uh, "So what's what's the best cut to watch?" Because you'll get as many answers. You'll get more answers. Like than I don't know who do you want to win movie. at the end. Yeah, like, um, it's like a choose your own adventure at this point. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, I'm still looking forward to Blade Runner 2049. Uh, unfortunately, I think I probably missed the theater run, so I'm stuck waiting for the DVD. Mm, yeah, I'll watch I don't it, do but... things anymore. But um, it, and you know, it, it sounds to be good, all, it, all things considered. But it just that's that's it for that i guess um just yeah i don't know blaming alien franchise in general people want i think people will go see more alien stuff if you make good ones uh so i think that's the thing like you 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 know what if if this fucking michael bay door the explorer movie is actually any good i'll go see it like the thing is is it's never going to be good same thing here ridley like your movies aren't good and that's the problem it's not that the that nobody's hooked onto the franchise so you're making shit movies it's not like ridley scott just only makes bad movies anymore. Although I guess it's been a fucking minute since gladiator, but like that was a great movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, um yeah, I don't get it. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about wrestling. Yeah, we should. Um, so this week in the wrestling and really this week, we mean last week because yeah, this is, this has been in there for a while, but, uh, in, in probably old news for some of you guys, but WWE has released Emma summer Rae, and Darren young for their con from their contracts. Sure. So, um, the only real surprise there to me is Emma because that's the only name I knew in that sentence. Yeah. And she just had a couple pretty decent matches against Asuka when Asuka made her debut, um, at, uh, at the last pay per view. It was actually against Emma. Uh, pretty strong showing, uh, by Emma. Actually, I was actually really impressed by her. Yeah. More so than I've been, I guess, for the last several years, which is maybe why they, they end up releasing her. Um, Summer Ray, uh, I guess she was kind of injury prone, uh, is what I'm hearing, which, when you're Sasha Banks level, you can get away with, but when you're Summer Ray level, probably not. No. Uh, and Darren Young also, uh, he's gotten hurt a couple times. He, his case is a little bit different though, and this is actually kind of surprising. I also wonder if he asked for his release versus them just outright releasing him. Uh, Darren Young was actually the first, uh, openly gay active wrestler that I, I know of that was oh, publicly really? out. Yeah. That's super interesting. Um, I didn't know that. So, um, I don't think that's what hurt his career, uh, nearly as much as him actually getting hurt, hurt his career. Uh, but you don't know. And that's that, I mean, that's, that's kind of the fucked up thing about the world we live in right now is like, you really don't know if that's like the reason, uh, for him being released or not. So I kind of doubt it is because if it were, they just wouldn't have signed him. Uh, the rest of the locker room kind of seemed to have his back too, in a lot of, in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily know that that's, that's the truth. Um, I, but it, it, it bothers me that I have to wonder. Yeah. It, so, it, it, you know, I think that's going to be the case for a while. I think there's never going to be a case where we just can't not wonder about that. So, well, I think I was texting you about the, the Stranger Things cast too. Like, it seems like all of the, like, perfectly normal, uh, white people. Yeah. Uh, he, he says there. normal, knowing fully well the connotation there, by the way. Right. Like, like, nothing physically wrong with them. Uh, white people all have, new jobs lined up and and shit like that um and i don't mean necessarily new jobs because i don't think stranger things is done but uh other jobs but they have yeah they have other things going on uh and then you look at the kid who plays lucas and the kid who plays dustin nothing yeah uh and i was talking to my wife about it and she's like well i mean hollywood is fucked up but you know maybe these kids also have 
like decent parents that are like, no, you got one thing going on. Like you're good. Be, be a kid for a while. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope that's the truth. Uh, because when even Winona Ryder's working other than Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, we got to hit Winona. I mean, hasn't life done that enough? No, nah, I still think she's pretty when she tries. Yeah, so do I. Um, I like Winona. And I don't care if she stole that lipstick. Plus, Winona dr- drunk at the Emmys was hilarious. I heard okay. she had a big brown beaver. I heard she did. <laughs> um, that's a Primus joke, guys. That's not me being fucking disgusting. This time, mostly. Yeah. Um, Winona okay. Ryder, we love you. Let's 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 button this fucker up because now we're we're just we're Joyce Byers, we love you. We're just getting out there. So, uh, last piece of news we got for this week is it looks like Paige uh, WWE's Paige is set to make a return. And when I say WWE's, uh, I, I guess I should say maybe WWE's because she hasn't been in there for quite a while. So, uh, yeah, on top of being hurt and multiple violations of the wellness policy, it's it's interesting uh, to see that she's actually set to make a return. Um, yeah, this is kind of another one that's kind of surprising to me too because when we're going through the PG era, um, didn't Paige just recently have a sex tape like pretty out there? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been months now, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, recent, I guess in the grand scheme of things, but you know, multiple wellness violations, sex tape, etc. In the PG era, that seems strange to me. I mean, so I don't know. Maybe it's this good is- if that's your bag, by the way. <laughs> Not that we've seen it, uh, but the the um, yeah, I don't know. The, the, this may be a signal, I think, because uh, um, I don't know what's Paige' character. What what's Paige's character like? I mean, she's British. <laughs> Interesting. Um, very white. Uh huh. Um, kind of gothy. I can see that. I mean, I saw the picture on the article too. No, she's she's super good. Um, she was. If if anybody's going to be credited with the with the women's revolution, like she was on the main roster before Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Sasha, okay, um, and whatnot, and she was kind of pushing the envelope, and like there was kind of a um a legit Twitter beef between her and Steph McMahon for a while about like the amount of time that women were getting on the show and and stuff like that, uh, very public and oh very, that's cool, um. It was even brought into storyline for a little bit and whatnot. So, wow, nice. Um, she's she's done a lot in the short time that she's actually been with the WWE. Because honestly, I mean, I say short time. I've been watching for most of my life, but like, well, and you're talking that that's been a while now. I mean, because she's been gone for quite a while. Uh, she's, she's been gone for quite a while, and and you know, like you're talking pre, you know, a bunch of girls that have been on the roster for quite a while. So, so the deal is though is that she ended up um, uh, together with a very uh, at the time married Alberto Del Rio. Mm. Uh, and I don't know that that relationship is actually panning out very well. Um, she hasn't actually tweeted anything about him in a long time. Um, whereas it, it kind of was like when she was out on her injury, uh, shit, like she was always tweeting pictures and blah, blah, blah. There was a domestic violence, um, call made, Mm. uh, to the police where he, uh, I don't know that he was arrested, but he was definitely suspected that he he might have been thumping her around a little bit and whatnot. Yikes! So who knows? I mean, and if that's the case, like obviously, uh, don't don't stay with the dude if that's yeah. What's going I on? I hope. I hope. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she the listens case. to the show, so I definitely she listens. And you know, the easiest way to help a domestic violence victim is to just say, don't, don't, just don't stop, stop, stop being a victim. Don't do that. I'm, I'm I mean, kidding. I'm kidding. I mean. The logical solution is to leave. That that's just my thing. It's not always easy. 
it, um, it and, is. And I sometimes, mean, sometimes it's not safe necessarily either. Yeah, to, and logic doesn't often play a part into it. No. Like uh, the heart wants what the heart wants. I'm just, I'm, I'm just. Sometimes I'm, the I'm heart just, wants I'm five across the eyes. I'm busting chops. It's more funny to picture me like, like she's in this abusive relationship which she can't get out of because of reasons and stuff like that, and she's, she's like, ah, oh, whatever show, this seems like good. And like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I should leave. All right, peace out, beans. <laughs> All right, let's leave it there. Whatever we can do to help, guys. Yeah, we we um, I think we've been advancing social causes this entire episode. So um, I don't think we even got really misogynistic this time. No, we, we didn't kept... have the we didn't have the Summerses though. We didn't. Um, I don't think we objectified anything. I mean, Any, anyone, anyone. Shit, damn it, that was so close. Why not as Big Brown Beaver? Maybe I don't know. It, well, technically, Primus did that. We just mentioned it. True. Okay. And, uh, and for the record, why not? We we do think you're pretty and. That, you're good at what you do. Does that count even? Okay, you're good at what you do, but we started with, we think you're pretty, which I don't disagree with. She is pretty. Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm just, I'm thinking too hard about this, and then it's hurting my brain, and I, I think don't, I don't, up, so. I don't think we, I, yeah, I don't think we objectified anybody, really. No. A little bit. No. Teeny. I mean, yeah. A soup song. We're not it, perfect. It's, it's a little, a little dash for flavor. We're not perfect. Hey, you know what? To make up for it, you know what I did today? I put my shopping cart back at the cart return. Wow. Like, Jesus, come again. Pretty much. Lay down it's, your commandments. I, I can pretty much holiness. do anything I want for the rest of the day now, and I'm absolved. That's how, I think that's how it works. Is, is oh, that, oh, wait, maybe religion, that's what got Weinstein in trouble. New religion idea. Um, we New religion idea. Um, just do basic things like throw away your litter and put your cart back, and, and you get absolved from sin. Murder a guy, whatever. You put your cart back, you're fine. Honestly, I think it's a fair trade. Ditto. Given the amount of people that don't put their fucking carts back, and the amount of dents they put in fucking cars... Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's the show for this week. Uh, tune in again. We will be back next week with uh, episode 102. We already mentioned at the top of the show, but just in case you want to follow us more and get more whatever goodness in your, you know, eyeballs and brains and stuff like that for the next week, we are at whatever show on Twitter. Facebook.com slash whatever show. And questions at whatever.co. I think if you're whatever show on Instagram as well. We are. There's, I think, a fourth picture there now. So, um, what? obviously the account's super lit and you need to go follow it. Um, I, yeah, the, I think the fourth picture is the conehead. The, the dog. Oh, the dog. The dog. The head, yeah. No, um, maybe it's us. The fourth be. picture might be us. Could be. Could be. Conehead, could be I think, is third. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this just tells you all you need to know about why How much you need time to follow the we invest whatever into our Instagram. Instagram. Uh, I don't gram very much. No. No. I don't even gram enough to know that the, the slang for it was gram. So, cool. I just took that from Yoga Hosers. Nice. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Wunderbar. <laughs>